0: Good morning, I'm really glad you joined us online today. Fishing guides are valuable because they help you find fish. If I were fishing on a river I didn't know, which would be every river, frankly, I would need a guide every step of the way. Whether I knew the river or not, guide would be helpful. In following the advice of the guide, humility is going to be required. You must admit that you don't know all there is about fishing or the river itself. In the same way, we need someone to guide us into wisdom. Jesus wants to be our guide. In this message, we'll see how Jesus doesn't compete with his wisdom. He is the way to wisdom. The Bible shows that all the treasures are of wisdom are found in Jesus Christ. We discover wisdom as we follow Jesus Christ. Like we find fish by following the guide. We find wisdom by following Jesus. But wisdom, there is no comparison to the value of wisdom, to the value of finding fish. Here is one of Paul's prayers for the church Colossians 2 2 and 3 that their hearts would may be encouraged being knit together in love to reach all the riches of full assurance of understanding and of the knowledge of God's mystery which is Christ in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge Jesus has all the treasures of wisdom, and if we follow him, they open up to us. If we humble ourselves, admit we need a guide, and set our hearts to follow Jesus, he will unlock the treasures of wisdom for us. The way of Jesus is The way of wisdom. Let's look over the treasures that of wisdom that Jesus holds. Favor from God. When you please God, he grants favor. Protection from bad decisions. When you walk in wisdom, you make the best choices. You don't do foolish things. Protection from enemies. You become aware of enemies that are not, and you're not surprised when predators rise up. Because the Bible warns about this. A life of lasting happiness. A long life. You don't do foolish things that will cut your life short. Emotional, psychological health. Wisdom and knowledge are pleasant to your soul. Power to deal with circumstances and people. A wise man is full of strength right when it is needed. Honor and wisdom in the eyes of others. People hold you in high esteem because you're wise. They seek your advice on matters because of your wisdom. The ability to build an estate. You build You wisely build a home that lasts, it's stable, it's not shaken by trouble. Enduring wealth. Studies prove that believers' wealth increases over time. From wherever you start, it grows incrementally from there. Being a source of joy to one's family. Your parents rejoice over you when you are wise. Notice verse 2 says, "The riches of full assurance of understanding and of the knowledge of God, God's mystery which is Christ." What it means when it mentions God's mystery is Christ is that God has he, he what God has done to bring salvation to us, must be revealed in order to understand it. We're not going to be able to reason our way to the gospel. It's a mystery that God must unveil to understand it. We we, we can't reason out the gospel. It's got to be revealed to us. The gospel is the core message of Christianity. It it is not something that dawns on you one day. God reveals it to us. A friend of mine says it's like this. Imagine that I am hiding in a closet. And you are outside the door of the closet trying to figure out what is inside. You don't know if the thing in the closet is a coat or a vacuum Cleaner, or a dancing carrot, or, or whatever it is. After a brief moment, I speak. So that tells you it's not a coat or a vacuum cleaner. Uh, if a carrot can dance, maybe it can talk. After some more time, I slide a picture of myself under the door, And it it gives you a lot more information. Now you know that I am a human being. You have a clear picture of the nature of what is in the closet. You now know it's a who, not a what. This is what God has done by sending Jesus Christ to earth to show us what he is like. He is the exact representation of God himself because he is God. God sent a person, not a book. This is what we celebrate at Christmas time. The person of Christ, if we choose to follow him, he will guide us into all wisdom. Pursuing wisdom is wrapped together with pursuing a relationship with Jesus Christ. We must know what it takes to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. I, I, I want to make sure that you know how to establish a relationship with Jesus Christ. This is one of the main reasons we exist as a church, to help our neighbors Discover Christ through his life changing community. We want to help you know for sure that you have committed your life to Christ, you're following Christ, and that requires an understanding of the gospel. We're going to look at the flow of the gospel message today. Uh, God provides, we decide. To do what he says and build a life of wisdom. First of all, let's look at how God provides. The apostle Paul wrote first Corinthians and God used him to write about two thirds of the New Testament. In the first chapter, he states that we have no reason to boast in the presence of God because he has provided everything we need for our salvation we don't provide anything he does it for us we were dead in our transgressions 1 Corinthians uh, 130 says and because of him god the father you are in Christ Jesus who became to us the wisdom from god righteousness and sanctification and redemption. This is quite a list of what God provides for us in in Christ Jesus. Wisdom. This is what we're talking about in this message. Righteousness. In doing right before God, Jesus became our righteousness. He did what was right for us. Sanctification. This has to do with setting us apart To grow in holiness. Jesus is our sanctification. Redemption. We we have been freed from slavery to sin. Jesus bought our freedom for us by dying on the cross for our sin. God has provided all we need, so we must decide. We must accept what Jesus has done for us if we will have the salvation that God offers in Jesus Christ. It's not automatic. We must make a choice. Romans 10.9 says, Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You must choose to confess and believe. The word believe here and in this passage and throughout the New Testament is a word that means to believe to the extent that you have complete trust and you rely on Him for your life. In other words, you believe To the extent that you choose to do what he says. Luke 6.46 Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I tell you? If you call him Lord, you need to do what he tells you, or there's incongruence, the things don't line up. You have faith to do what Jesus says, and not just read his words, but put his words into practice. And you build a life of wisdom this way. Jesus says this in Matthew seven twenty four through 27. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them and beat against that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. Wise men and women not only hear or read Jesus' words, they do them. This is the way you build your life on a solid foundation of wisdom. All the treasures of wisdom are hidden In Jesus Christ, when you hear his word and do his word or read his word and do it or study it and do it, we discover the wisdom of Christ as we hear his words and put them into practice. Psalm 19.7 says the word of God makes wise the simple. The Bible brings blessings, not as you read it, but as you put its truths into practice. This is how to lay a strong foundation when you're young, during your teen years or twenties, uh, or any time really. Jesus' words provide a solid foundation for families. And, Your later years, they comfort you as you age and get into any trouble that you're in, that you face throughout your lifetime. Jesus says it is foolish to hear his words and not do them. This makes you like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. This is the way to a completely unstable life. The winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell. And great was the fall of it. We, we discover wisdom. We discover the treasures of wisdom that are hidden in Christ when we do what he tells us to do. It's as simple as that. This is the outcome of our teaching that Jesus wants to be in the church. Jesus gave a commission in Matthew 28 to his first followers. He commanded them to make disciples. And then in Matthew 28:20, 20, he says to the church, he says the church is to teach followers to observe everything. I have commanded you. We hear Jesus' words taught, or we read them, and we put them into practice, and we grow in wisdom. Actually, we grow in wisdom by adopting Jesus' lifestyle. We live like Jesus would. If we let the Spirit of Christ, live through us and guide us. This is the path of wisdom. The path of wisdom is the way of Jesus. As I wrap up, I want to share some of the core characteristics of Jesus' lifestyle. First, we love God enough to want to please him. This means that you make God's will the number one priority in your life. Jesus was asked one time about the greatest commandment in scriptures. This is what he said. Matthew 22, 37, 38. And he said to them, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. Practically, this means as you're sorting out your priorities in situation after situation, pleasing God rises to the top. You may wrestle with wanting to please yourself, uh, but in the end, you surrender to pleasing God. This is what Jesus did. When he was faced with the cross, he struggled as he was praying in the Garden of Gethsemane. But in the end, he struggled, or he surrendered. In the end, he surrendered to God's will. Not my will, but your will be done. Please let this cup pass from me, if it it will, if it may But nevertheless, I want my will or your will to be done, not mine. Many people sort of want to follow God as number one in their lives, but other things keep vying for their attention. Things that worry them are hassles with making enough money, trying to get some pleasure out of life. When we get preoccupied with worries, money, or trying to have a good time, the good things God wants to bring into our lives never arrive. We don't grow in wisdom. We will never love God perfectly. We will only be perfect in heaven. Sometimes we ask ourselves the question, do I love God enough? And we're afraid of the answer. Uh, there is an answer to the question, do I love God enough? But And you can fill in the blank. Do I pray enough? Do I appreciate God enough? Do I thank God enough? Do I praise God enough? Do I give to God enough? And the answer is no. <laughs> Nobody does enough. We can all grow In every facet of the Christian life. And that's what God wants us to do. He's incredibly gracious. And he wants to take us where we are. And help us grow a little every day as we adopt Jesus' lifestyle. Another characteristic of Jesus' lifestyle is we must adopt. Adopt his lifestyle and show and love others with consideration. Jesus continued his answer on the greatest commandment with this. Matthew 22, 39, 40. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend, hang, all the law and the prophets here. Jesus is not saying we need to feel good about ourselves. We need to feel good about our neighbor. Sometimes people hear this and conclude that we must first love or feel good about ourselves before we love others. This cuts the very heart out of what Jesus is saying. It takes our attention off our neighbor and puts it on ourselves. We start trying to feel better about ourselves so we can ultimately feel better about others. That, that's not the right path. If we do feel rotten about ourselves, we usually feel rotten about others. But Jesus is not addressing our feelings. He is addressing our priorities, just like he was in the first commandment. He expects us to take care of our own responsibilities, but we handle them in a way that shows consideration to others as we carry them out. Philippians 2, 3, and 4 says, Put the interests of others above your own. When we love our neighbors as ourselves, we are still taking care of our own responsibilities. The difference is that we carry out our own responsibilities and agenda in a way that is helpful to the people around us. We show consideration. The Greek word for love in the New Testament is that we are commanded to love God and our neighbors. The Greek word is agape, which means to do the best for someone else, regardless of how you feel. When you love this way, you're vulnerable. You are looking out for the interests of others. Who's going to watch out for your interest? The scripture tells us that God will watch out for your interest as you look to the interests of others. Jesus said, give and it will be given to you. In the measure you use, it will be given to you. I found God to be faithful. To do what he's promised to do. God himself. Promises. To take care of you. As you focus on others. As you focus on their interests. And. That turns out to be very wise. To follow God and. Adopt Jesus lifestyle. We must also. Live by faith. Second Corinthians. 5.7 Five seven says plainly, for we walk by faith, not by sight. This is a clear description of how to live the Christian life. We must trust God and do what is right, even if it costs us dearly. Even if we don't see how things are going to work out, we trust God and do right we don't trust ourselves we will never not need the help of god especially his help through the holy spirit to guide our lives god does not give us a map of the future he promises to be our guide and he his spirit is with us to guide us Every step of the way. He doesn't give a formula to follow, but he promises to lead us step by step as we learn to trust him and do what is right. fishing guide will show you where the fish are found, but only Jesus can lead you to find what is most valuable. Salvation and all the treasures of wisdom. They are found in him. As you walk with him through the rest of your days, you will grow in wisdom. You grow in wisdom by hearing Jesus' words or reading them and putting them into practice. So I want to encourage you to take some next steps of obedience to the Lord today. Here are my suggestions. For the first time, I accept Jesus as my Savior and commit to follow Him as Lord. The second one, adopt Jesus' lifestyle by loving God enough to please Him, loving others with consideration, choosing to live by faith, and it is a choice. To live by faith and not by sight. Would you pray with me? Father, we thank you so much for your truth that sets us free. I pray that you would work in our hearts to help us do, have the courage to do. In in, in spite of the fact that it may go against our natural reflexes to follow you, Lord, and do what you say in scripture. Help us have the perspective, your perspective, that leads us and helps us and guides us. I thank you so much for the wisdom you give. And I pray this in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.